0: speaking of social justice, which is what we tend to do around here. Today, I am being joined by our brand new colleague, Dr Michael Walker. Uh, Apart from doing a whole lot of other fabulous stuff, Michael has just finished a PhD looking at the impacts of, what is it, neoliberalism, the gig economy, and the exploitation of workers that is so beautifully facilitated by that um, terrible word, gig economy, as if we're all there for the disco. So Michael you've had a couple of you know you've been thinking about this for years we've got a new federal government what do you think the signs are about where labor's up to at the moment and really what what should we be talking about because this is a critical social justice issue isn't
1: it yeah yeah so so the gig economy is something people have heard about by now it's probably best exemplified by Uber which is a well-known uh, brand although actually care work is, is the most common form of, of gig work so where people work a shift it's like extremely casual employment a person works, works a shift and that's it you know the employer or the the platform has no further obligations towards you or, or so they
0: Is this how we get those absurd situations where you're considered employed if you work
1: an hour uh, well to you and I, yeah, but uh, the whole issue, the legal issue here is that they're not considered... The workers are not considered employees. Um, and as a result of that, they miss out on the protections we have in Australia. They don't have a, a minimum rate of pay. They don't have, uh, you know, superannuation. They don't have workers' compensation coverage. Sick leave? Sick leave, no, holiday pay. None of those things. They they end up effectively paying for it themselves. So this has been a an ongoing issue. Uber's been in Australia for 10 years now. and Governments have just refused to act on it. Um, and, and it's been a controversial issue all around the world. And the Labor government, when they were in opposition, had said that they would act and, and finally regulate this space. So uh, we're all waiting to see, you know, will they do it? And what will it look like?
0: So, okay, it seems to be there are two schools of thought around how do you fix this diabolical problem for workers. And, and as we noted in the pandemic, I think it was two-thirds of workers no longer have sick pay, which is pretty extraordinary. You know, if you're used to the Australia I grew up in where everyone had sick pay. Two schools have thought on it. Do you force companies to redefine what, the people they're currently calling contractors as, as employees or do you change the um, rights and privileges around the contracted person such that they look like employees, even if the company doesn't buckle to that.
1: Exactly, yeah. So that's the uh, discussion that's been going on. So in a lot of other jurisdictions, approach taken has been to simply say that Uber drivers and couriers and, and, and others in this kind of work uh, who work for platforms are employees. And it seems like a very simple fix, and it, does, and it means that the status of employment is not undermined. Um, the problem is the platforms... Uh, who rely on this for their business model fight that tenaciously. Um, As we've seen around the world, we saw it in California um, a little over a year ago where they spent $200 million um, underwriting a referendum to prevent that change coming through. Uh, They saw it in London where they effectively blackmailed the, the city of London that they would withdraw completely if that change was made.
0: Why do they
1: fight it so hard? It's part of... Like, their business model is... Built on the sa- the cost savings um, that come about from not having to pay all of those entitlements. Um.
0: So why have we never managed, given the, given the ills? You know, people die, people are hopelessly exploited. It completely enfeebles our the rest of full time employment for everyone else as well. Um, you can't get a loan in this gig economy, let alone own a house. So given it's so crap why have we not managed to create a campaign where everyone just boycotts Uber?
1: Yeah, and, uh, well, one thing I should say is um, part of this is this thing called there is no alternative. People think there is no alternative. But I really wanted to say there are ethical alternatives now out there. Uh, the new company, Milkrun, which is quite successful grocery delivery company, uh, engages all of its couriers as full-time employees. And... Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be any harm coming of that. So yeah, Uber, the real difference between them and a taxi is basically what they save on uh, what they pay people. So coming back to the point I was making earlier, that do you make them engage all their workers as employees or is it possible to just uh, agree that they will adhere to certain minimum standards? And the the most essential ones being um, the minimum rate of pay, which is a big big issue in Australia with uh, our safety net. Uh, and certain insurance. Insurance? Uh, well, workers' compensation insurance. Workers' compensation, yeah. yeah. yeah and, which, and
0: what about sick pay and things like that, that during the pandemic became such a communal issue right. as much as anything
1: else? Right. So um, I think that's the discussion that's happening right now. Like, how right. far do they go? But uh, certainly the sounds are that the government is going to uh, take the approach that we will regulate that. In, the platforms have to um, pay people at least a minimum rate of pay, even if they're not employees. Uh, and and cover them if they are, have an accident and are injured at work. So at least that much. And it's, then it's the question of how much further do you go? Do you also have sick pay and holiday pay? Uh, but at least those those most pressing issues, um, from the sound of things, I'd be very surprised if they're not covered um, mm. in, in whatever legislation eventually mm. comes forward.
0: Mm. It's really difficult. Isn't it This where the rubber hits the road in terms of ethics? Because there is a tension here between... Do you pile all the energy into fighting for a handful of conditions that people have if they're employees while the person is not an employee, while you're still maintaining the fiction of a contractor? Or do you recognise that actually having over a million people as alleged contractors without it, with the exploitation there? enfeebles the whole the whole wage structure yeah. which is part of the reason why you know when people the pointy heads sit around and go isn't it amazing that we haven't had any wage increases we haven't had any wage increases because there is no collective power to organize and pressure employers to pay more like no individual's going to get a pay increase working for herself
1: yes yeah and this is why the issue of gig employment is bigger than Uber because it's, it's as you say, it's undercutting the, the entire wage bargaining system. If people can just opt out of it and, you know, for, for almost a decade, the government's just sort of s- stood by and let it happen.
0: Mm. As wages have gone south and costs have gone north and people have increasingly found themselves, you know, this horrible thing, the working poor, mm. working three or four jobs, barely making ends meet. Like, this is... We really are making big decisions about the kind of country we want to have at the moment, aren't
1: we? Yeah, yeah, it's a real turning point. And I should, you know, being from the Justice and of Peace office, I should uh, say here, you know, minimum wages are part of Catholic social teaching, that, that people should be able to sustain themselves, be paid enough to sustain themselves. I mean, the 19th century people were not and had to work, um, you know, in some industries had to work 60, 70 hours a mm-hmm. week just to have a, a basic breadline wage. Uh, and then Australia put, built up over a hundred years or more this this system to, to um, protect income and earnings for ordinary working people. So that's really as without... a justice
0: issue. Absolutely, not, not as an industrial relations issue, but as a matter of h- human decency and justice. Rerum novarum. Yeah. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the Pope advocates collective bargaining and unions. Just saying.
1: So it's really a turning point, do we maintain that system or do we just allow people to go back to, uh, you know, a situation where it's, it's a race to the bottom? Yeah,
0: dog eat dog. More will be revealed. Thank you very much, Michael.